Kamusta ka? Salamat po. We love you guys so much. It's been such a beautiful, beautiful day we're spending with you. We really feel the glory of God, literally from the moment we started worshipping this morning. We really felt the glory of God just in this place. And in the believers here, just flowing. So, and then as the day has progressed, church family, as we got to know you and see how God moves through you, what he's done today. What an amazing session with Sally before, wasn't it? Yeah, give her a round of applause. That was amazing. And Leo this morning, hey, both of them. Give him a round of applause. Yeah, that was just so good. Such good words and such powerful, powerful um, uh, revelation and, and encounters that we've had. But there's more. So we're going to finish off the last session um, with some fun. So... Um, just a little bit of what, about what's going on. Um, so, um, we run a school, the Supernatural Ministry. This is our, we're in our fifth year of, of running the school. Um, and we just wanted to share a little bit about what God's been doing back in Sydney. But we have just so many people, just like you guys, so many people are hungry for more of heaven. They want more of the fullness of heaven. They want more of the power of God all over, not just in Sydney and Philippines, all over the world we're hearing. And that's why when God called us to start running the school, um, we've just been getting students coming from every different denomination um, across the city and it's building unity. It's bringing all the churches together because they don't care anymore about the differences and, and so therefore they're looking at Jesus and, and, and they're focusing on Jesus and all the differences are starting to fade away and we're starting to see more unity and the church growing in power. All, this, all the believers have been growing in more power and revelation and they're flowing in more love and the gifts of the Spirit and it's been so beautiful. But um, So I'm, I lead the school with this amazing team here um, which have disappeared somewhere. <laughs> I think they've gone to heaven maybe for a little bit. But, um, but, um, but they, um, they've been such a blessing to have as an amazing team, especially while we've been here in the Philippines. It's, so, it's been so beautiful. And um, while I was preparing, um, while I was preparing in Australia, just asking God, what do you want? What what do you what what do you see for the Philippines? What do you want me to share in the Philippines? And God uh, gave me a verse from um, Isaiah 61, and I wanted to share this verse with you because I really feel that there's something in this for you uh, with what God is doing in the Philippines. And the verse says, "The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me." Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide 
for those who breathe in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And when I got to this last section, this last part, this is when God really spoke to me about what He wants, about what He sees for the Philippines. He says that you will be called oaks of righteousness. Oaks, big, huge trees. You because and, and your roots will go deep down into the ground. And, and, and it'll go so deep into into the presence of God. I feel that you guys are going to be going deeper into the presence of God, deeper into heavenly encounters, and and, and from that from from those roots will come will come the river of life to come and, and bring fruit from that tree. So you'll be you'll be oaks of righteousness for this nation, and you will be a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. In Manila and in the Philippines and in the in the Southeast Asia area and the world even. So I really feel that God what He's doing is is opening up your eyes in this coming season to a new level of understanding who you are. Yeah, I think He's gonna be opening up your eyes to see um, how rich your father is in heaven and, and, and he will show you that you are, you are not poor because you are children of the father okay so therefore you are citizens of the kingdom of heaven so therefore you are not poor you are rich you are super rich because your father is the richest person on the planet he owns everything and he loves his children and, and what he's doing is he's preparing his children with, with knowing their right standing with Him, knowing your true identity, so that He can pour out the abundant blessings that He has upon this nation for the sleeping giant. That's what I call, there is a sleeping giant in this nation. And, and I believe what He's doing is that the, 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 the sleeping giant is the sleeping giant of the church in this nation. But the majority of the church in this nation is sleeping and he's awaking the sleeping giant with, with revelation to see who they are and what is available for them. And it's going to happen through encounters with him. It's going to happen through uh, as, you, as you have more and more encounters with him, you are going to not be focused on all the blessings and the resources and everything you need. But you'll be so focused on His presence. You'll be so focused on on Him. And you will fall in love with Him. And all that will matter is Him. And then as you so focus on Him, all of the abundant blessings will start pouring out. And they'll start coming as you let go. And you'll receive all these things and be blessed to be a blessing. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the plans you have for this nation. Thank you, Lord, for, for, um, for awakening the church to their calling, to the revelation of what you want them to see so that they can be all that you want them to be and be blessed to be a blessing in this nation and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, another, another thing I saw was um, 
that there was a, there was a, a, a was a dry land. It was a dry land, and, and there was there was a, a many many people that were camping out on the dry land, and, and they were camping out right beside a river, and it was a really fast flowing, refreshing river. But the people they did not even um, they, they were not going in the river. They were not jumping in the river. They weren't drinking from the river. They were they were camping out next to the river, but they were not they were not experiencing the river. And um, what what uh, what God showed me was then another picture of of the um, the pool of Bethesda, the pool of Bethesda in the Bible where. The people were sitting around the pool and they were waiting for the angel to stir the water so that they could jump in. But what the Lord was showing me was that he wanted me to share was that that you don't need to wait. You don't need to wait because Jesus has stirred the water and the water is already stirred and it's open for everyone right now to jump in, to receive their healing. To receive their blessings, their provision, their protection, their guidance, their every single need that they have in this in this in this life, everything they want, even that God will bless you with all the desires He has put in your heart and all the things that He wants. He says that you don't have to wait. The time is now. The time is now. Jump in and receive it. Receive your refreshing. Receive your blessing. And drink from the river. Jump in the river. Jump in! It's so. God showed me that the river is so close to you, and I feel what that was. What he was saying was that he, you know how to drink, and you know, you know how to drink from the river. You know how to get refreshed, but he was saying that you're not doing it. <laughs> um, uh, some people are doing it, but there's many people who are not drinking from the river on a constant basis. All the time we need to be drinking from His presence, being refreshed by His presence, walking in His presence, being refreshed by the river of, of heaven, which flows from the throne. He wants us to do that because we cannot live this Christian life unless we be refreshed. Jesus says, come to me all who are thirsty and I will give you refreshing. I will give you refreshing. And that's what He wants to do. He wants to refresh us. So I wanted to share that with you guys as well, just to continue to practice drinking from His presence. That was a good little encounter session we had before as we were sitting there in God's presence. But as we start doing that in our everyday conscious life, we'll start to see a, a, a strengthening in our spirit and in our, in our mind, our will, our emotions, and in through our bodies. Okay. So, I am going to teach you guys a little bit on um, prophecy, word of knowledge, and wisdom. Okay, so it's 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 funny because I feel I don't have to go, I don't have to go too much in this church because it's such a, it's such a prophetic church. We've noticed already that that you know you guys are walking in such a level of encounters. And, and, and spiritual insight and, and vision and seeing and hearing from God and releasing it is such an intercessory church as well, which is a beautiful thing. But uh, it never hurts to get more prophetic training, okay? 
and we're going to do some more activations as well. Um, just to get you guys stirred up a little bit and maybe hear a different angle from, from prophetic training. Okay. So just a hands up, um, out of interest, who does prophesy regularly? Like you're continually flowing in the prophetic gift all the time. Put your hand up way up high, just to know. Way up high, so we know. Okay, way up high. Who continually prophet? Like you guys are really just. You're, not to say that you are a prophet. You don't have to be a prophet. <laughs> God doesn't call everyone to be a prophet. But he calls all of us to prophesy, right? Okay. Okay, so I want to let you know that today you are going to prophesy. Okay? You are going to prophesy. All right. So 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Especially prophecy. Okay, God wants us to catch what He is doing from heaven and bring it down here on earth. Because He wants us to establish the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And we cannot do it unless we see what He is doing and partner with Him and release it here on earth by faith. Okay, so let's... Say these words after me. I am living in the last days. God has poured out His Spirit on me. I am a child of God. It's God's will for me to prophesy. I can and I will prophesy. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, so we're going to look at a couple of different areas of, of the prophetic gift. But we're going to give you a, just a basic little explanation of what it is. And it's very simple. The prophecy is just simply tuning in to what God sees and releasing it here on earth. So you know that we are... We are believers, right? Which have the Spirit of God living inside us, right? So that means we have the Kingdom of Heaven living inside us, right? Heaven literally lives inside us. So we can have encounters right here with God anytime we like. And we can, we, He can show us what He sees just by us to have an encounter with Holy Spirit. Now at the same time, we are here, but we are also seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Where Christ is seated, the Bible says we are seated at the right hand of the Father. So what that means is that we can see what Christ sees because we are seated with Him. And what Christ sees is He can see the beginning of time right to the end of time. So Christ is in a timeless zone. He is seeing from the timeless zone. So if we see with our natural eyes, we cannot see the timeless zone. All we can see is the, the um, present and the past, which is not too bad, but we want to see the future too. 
Because God wants us to see what He wants to do in our lives. So, so, so when you're looking from the timeless zone, you can talk to someone and you can be talking to them and God could show you something about their future. So as He shows you something about the future, what you can do is a couple different things. And it depends on what God, what the purpose of, of God showing you this is for. So one, one thing about looking into the future, or one way of looking into the future is called foretelling. So foretelling is when, when God shows you something about someone's future, but what God wants you to do is go and report to that person what you saw. So you simply just say, oh, I was, I, I was, I just saw this. I'll give you an example. A few weeks ago, I was, I was talking to a lady and um, at church, and she's, and, and I was talking to her, and I was praying for her, and then God showed me that she was about to get a promotion. So I just said, hey, I feel that you're going to get a promotion. And then what happened was the next day she lost her job. <laughs> and, um, and then what happened was, I don't know, within about a week or so, um, she got employed by someone else. She didn't even have to do anything. Another boss found out that she lost her job. And I said, I want you to come and work for me. I'm going to give you a better job, a better position, and a higher pay grade. And, but the thing was, during that week, she had the faith to know that God was going to give her a, the promotion because the word that God spoke to her the day before she lost her job. It gave her the faith to help her through that whole week. So she knew that, that God's doing something. Why would God tell me I'm going to get a promotion just before I lose my job? And she got excited. She had faith. And she knew that something was going to happen. She was expectant until she received the promotion. But that was not my responsibility. That was her responsibility. And that's foretelling is not your responsibility. All you're doing is just you're reporting what you see. And you give it to the hands of the person that, that is, that, whose responsibility it is. Now, the other way of looking into the future is called forth-telling. So, what forth-telling is, is um, you also see into the future, but it is now your responsibility for what to do with that future, or what to do with what you saw. Because with forth-telling, God, with, your, with the responsibility to bring the future, what God has shown you into the future, to make that come to pass, God will also give you His grace, which is the operational power of God to make that word come to pass, which comes with the help of angels that are released from heaven. So as you see the future, and as you, as you speak it into, into existence, you decree it. And this is the power of decreeing and the power of the Word of God. Because the Bible says that His Word will not come back to Him void if we decree it and speak it out by faith and, and bring it into this earth to come to pass. 
And that is the same with the Bible, the Word of God. This is a prophetic word right here. Okay? The Bible is, is, is us for, uh, it's, the, it's the past, present, and future. And so therefore, if we speak it out, it will come to pass as God leads us and as He shows us. So, so that's why foretelling is our responsibility. And God has showed me things. God has showed me things in my own life where um, I, I had I had a vision once of of my own storehouse in heaven. So God showed me. He took me into heaven to see what was mine. So it was like my spirit was looking into heaven, and I could see my own storehouse. This was my this was my own um, provision and everything I needed here on earth, and I could not see the end of the storehouse. There was no walls. It just kept going for miles. I could not see the end. It was unlimited. There was unlimited resources, and there was there was mounds and piles of of resources. There was there was gold. There was jewels. There was, um, there was time, there was wisdom, there was love, there was patience, there was kindness, there was um, ideas and inventions and revelations and um, there was uh, all kinds of things, workers for the harvest, there was, you name it, every single thing that we could ever need here on earth, there was unlimited resources. And so God gave me this because He wanted to break a mindset that I used to have, which was limiting what God wanted to do in my life. And that was a mindset, it was a poverty mindset that I used to have, where God wanted me to see that there is, that there is always enough in heaven. There's never, there's, in heaven never runs out of resources. And that He is my Father, and that He wants me to walk in the fullness of the blessings that He has. Not just for me, but so that the world can be blessed through me. So therefore, once I saw this, I have ever since been starting to decree the, what I saw. I would say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what I saw. Thank you. I even saw body parts. I literally would see body parts in heaven. Like where people need a new, new um, whatever it was, kidneys or, or different things. And I would like just, I would pray and I would just release whatever it is that I saw from heaven. If I need financial provision, I'd say thank you for all my resources in heaven. Because I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. So therefore that was, that's been, I've been practicing that for the last few years. And I've been seeing more and more fruit come into my life. And it's broken and changed the way that I do things as well. So many miracles I've seen because of forth telling. But that was my responsibility. It was no one else's responsibility but mine. Now, the number number two, the second uh, thing we're going to look at today, today is the word of knowledge. So the word of knowledge is basically a fact of something that is in the current in, in, in somebody's current um, life or in their past. So uh, 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 this was a couple of weeks ago as well. I was in a cafe and I was ordering a coffee and God showed me a picture of um, um, the man, um, the man's family. And so I saw um, he had, he had, he had uh, four kids and then 
um, he was a adventure guide or something like that. I saw that he was taking people on tours. Um, and, and then at the same time, I also felt that he had some kind of shoulder pain. So God gave me a couple of different things about his life, which were from the past and the present. So as I'm talking to him, he says, oh, um, I said, look, you know, I just sometimes get pictures for people. And I was just wondering, do you have four kids? And he goes, no, I've got three kids. And then um, uh, he said, does that mean I'm going to have a fourth kid? <laughs> and he started to get upset. I mean, not upset, but he started to get a bit concerned. And I said, I don't know. But um, anyway, um, I also saw that that you were, you were involved in some kind of adventure, tourism, uh, or taking people on tours. And he said... He said, that's what my family used to do back in New Zealand. We would take people on adventure. I was an adventure guide. And I, my family would take the people on tours of rivers and canyons and places. And by this time, what happened was that I got his attention. Because what happens is the word of knowledge gets people's attention. Because people think, how do you know this? That they... they, they they think you must be hearing from God. So what happened was his level of faith increased, and and the next thing I said, he he would he would actually be more open to receive. So as I said, um, how is your shoulder? Uh, do you have any shoulder pain in your in your um, shoulders? And he says yes. Yeah. So I, I actually I used to stack boxes at night, and I used to get a lot of pain and I still have the pain in my shoulders, especially when I play golf. But um, by this time, this man was ready to, to receive whatever God had for him. Because that's what the word of knowledge does. It prepares people to receive what God wants to do. So we got I got to pray, got to pray for him, I got to share Jesus with him. And, and the man was very open. He was very... Um, he knew that God had come and touched his life. He was so blessed and he was smiling as he was giving me the coffee and I sat there chatting with him. It was a beautiful thing to see. But that's just an example of what the word of knowledge does. Now, the word of wisdom. Oh, he said, um, he said, I asked him to test out his shoulders and he said, he said, look, I can't tell you until I play golf. He goes, I know when I play a round of golf, um, if I'm healed. I said, look, I know you're healed because God wouldn't give me a word of knowledge for your um, shoulders if he didn't want to heal you. But the beautiful thing is, is that faith, um, God, our responsibility in any situation is to work together with God to increase faith because it's faith that releases the promises of God. And that's, that's, that's what our role is as believers. Now, number three, the word of wisdom is, um, can come in various forms as well. And they all work together. Uh, all the other gifts work together as well with these three gifts. Healing and, and, and um, uh, this discernment. Um, uh, all, the, all the gifts of the Spirit can flow together in different ways. So one of the ways that words, the word of wisdom could work is you could be praying for someone and as you're praying for them, 
um, God could show you a picture of something in their life. And it could be something to do with, um, you know, this person has a drug problem, you know, or, or he, he beats up his wife, you know, uh, something really, like God has given you, um, he's given you a, a word of knowledge about their life. But at the same time, he might say, he might say, this is not the right time for you to, to speak this out. So the word of wisdom can come in ways of God's divine timing as well, which is God's wisdom for us to do things and not to do things as well. So, so this is just one of the ways that we can get a word of wisdom with, with working together with, with the prophetic gift. So um, one of the things we like to say uh, in, in our school is we call it the golden rule because, because prophecy is very simple. Um, it's, it's all about seeing what Jesus sees, which is the gold in your life. So the Bible says that God no longer counts men's sins against them, right? So that means when God sees you, He does not see your sin. He sees, he sees the real, perfect, original intention of the creation that He made, just as if you were made before the fall of man. Just when he made Adam and Eve, he saw them as perfect before the fall. But, but because of the blood of Jesus, because Jesus died and he rose again and conquered every single thing and reversed every single thing that the fall of man brought. So therefore, now God sees us as if we were the original intention of what his creation was supposed to be. So, so when we partner with God, we should be seeing what God sees, which is the good things of that person. Even though the person might be walking in sin, of course, we are all walking in some kind of sin because not one of us is perfect. Um, and the, the, the thing is, you, 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 can walk, you can walk without sinning as well. It is possible. And that's, and that's what we attain to. And that's what the Word of God calls us to do. But God doesn't see those things, and neither should we. And the golden, golden, golden rule is simply calling out the gold, is seeing the gold in people and speaking it out so that the gold to the good things can rise up in that person's conscience and they can think, wow, this is really what this person is saying is the real me. And once it comes into their conscious mind, that's when the power of heaven comes from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. Because what we've discovered is that the kingdom of heaven is released by choice. So once we consciously know the will of God and we choose to now make, to now, once we've received that prophetic word, to start taking action towards making that prophetic word when it's our responsibility, that's when the kingdom of heaven is released. So it comes through a conscious choice in our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Very powerful. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, 
But the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. So prophecy is all about strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. It's very simple. And that is the, the heart behind prophecy. And that's what God wants to do to His beautiful, beautiful children. Okay. So, a couple of things we're going to look at is a couple of tips on how to prophesy. Prophecy is very easy. It's very simple. And it's all based on this one thing. So in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, God says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your soul, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's simply... The heart of prophecy. That's what it is. Because what happens is that when we are an extension of God's love, when we love God so much, when we get filled with His presence, when we know Him and get to know Him, we get to we we get to um, so be so filled with His presence that all we want to do everywhere we go. We might talk to someone and you're talking to that person and it's like, hello, how are you going? And you're just looking at them and you think, wow, how can I help you? What can I do for you? Um, and you can naturally, in the natural, just maybe see something. Um, maybe they just simply, um, you know, need a natural, some kind of natural help. Whatever it is. Um, you can see maybe they don't have any money, you know, and you can say, okay, here you go. I'll give you 500 pesos or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Bless you, you know. And you can see that they don't have money. And you think, oh God, I love this person so much. I love them. I don't know what else I can do to love them. And, and, and as you are tuning in to heaven, this is the importance, this is the important thing about prophecy as well, is that we need to learn how to have a horizontal communication with people, but at the same time having a vertical um, communication with Holy Spirit. So you're speaking to heaven and you're speaking to people at the same time. So what you're doing is you're talking to that person, but at the same time you're listening to what God is showing you about the person. And so maybe God will reveal to you that this person um, is also depressed because they don't have any money. And, and, and the moment God gives you a word of knowledge about the depression, what you can simply do is, and you've got to learn that with prophecy, you've got to be careful about the language you use because with prophecy, you never, you don't always speak what you see. God shows you what's happening so that you can actually speak the opposite of what God shows you if it is a negative thing in the person's life. So if the person is depressed, what you say to them is, Hey, brother. <laughs> I don't normally say that. But you can say, Hey, how you going, man? Um, 
I just feel that God wants to let you know that He is so near you and He so loves you and he's, He so looks upon you with such hope. I want to let you know that there is so much hope in your life and God is saying to you now that there is a, He's got an amazing plan and purpose and a future for you. Plans to bless you and to prosper you. Right now, I even see that he, and as you're prophesying over Him, that's what our, this is what our prophecy works. God will give you more. Because when you're faithful with little, God will give you more. He will never give you, He will, because I was faithful with, with seeing His need and giving Him money, that's why God gave me the, the word of knowledge about His, his um, depression. Because I started releasing um, the kingdom of heaven over His depression, then God might say, I see someone giving you a car. Okay? Boom. It's like God gives me a picture of someone giving him a car. It's like, I see God giving you a car. And maybe you can even see the color. Oh, it's a red car. You know? And I say, I really saw, I really, I really see God is going to bless you with a red car. And you spoke it out by faith, it will come to pass. Okay? And this is how prophecy works. And this is how we can love people at the same time as loving God. And this is how powerful it is when we step out and just obey every little thing that God gives us and be good stewards of the little things that He gives us. Now, the, the other thing is, is that um, the more we love God, the more revelation He gives us in regards to the Bible as well. The more revelation He gives us about our own life, the more revelation He gives us about heaven, the more we just get more and more revelation, not just for other people, but just for for um, in every area of our life. And God can only give you more. See, He needs us. He needs the wine skin to be to be, um, to be made new with His love before He pours out the new wine of blessings. The, the wineskin needs to be made new. And that is through a foundation of love. And that's why God will not pour the, the fullness of revelation into our hearts of what He wants to, unless He can trust us with it. So we need to prove to Him that we are ready. And that's by loving Him and loving other people. So the other thing is that once, when we love God, because just remember we're going through those three things, loving God, loving others as we love ourselves. This is the key to prophecy. What happens is as we love God, we will get to know who we are as well. Uh, we, we get to know our own identity. And, and this is when prophecy becomes, um, uh, when when. When we prophesy, it's very important to know who you are. Because as God gives you revelation, we have to have our prophetic lens clean. So if we're walking in all kinds of yuckiness in regards to the way that we see ourselves and the way, because the way you see yourself is the way that you'll see other people too. So therefore, if we are not healed in our hearts, when we are prophesying over other people, God, we might get a revelation, we might get something, but, but the interpretation could be wrong because of our prophetic lens are not clean. So therefore, we need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know our, our identity. It's super important. 
That's why loving God is the number one thing that we can do in this world. And to live a life that's set apart, holy and pure, and to live for God is the best thing that we can do as human beings. So then what happens is as we love others, um, what happens is that we, we, we step out and, and we destroy fear. Now this is where power comes as well. Because as you step out, you know, well, let's go back to this dude here, <laughs> brother. Um, we, we'll, we, just remember that, that we, we were breaking fear. So just remember, I, I, I gave him 500 pesos. I broke the fear of me having less money. You know what I mean? Because I know that God is going to provide. So it's like, here you go, man. That's yours. That's fear broken already. Um, well, first of all, the first fear was me approaching the person and saying hello. That's fear number one, is when you go and you meet someone new. For some people, it's very hard just to go and meet someone new. Number two, the financial um, fear was broken. Number three, um, the, uh, uh, I stepped out in, um, in just saying um, the opposite of what I saw with the word of knowledge. So I started speaking out that there is hope and all these things that I could have thought, wait a second, um, do you know, that's that's pretty, he might think I'm a bit weird, you know, he might think I'm a bit strange or whatever. So you're breaking the fear of man, okay? Um, also, just by approaching him, I'm breaking the fear of rejection because sometimes people think, oh, he's going to reject me. If I go to him, he's going to tell me to go away uh, or whatever it is. Um, the other thing is we're breaking also the fear of failure. Say when I stepped out and I saw the word of knowledge about God giving him a red car, you know, I could have just said, oh, God is going to just bless you with, with more provision or something like that, you know. But I was specifically said what I saw and I broke the fear as well in regards to getting it wrong because sometimes with prophecy, getting it wrong stops us from from taking a risk and 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 fear is 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 paramount when it comes to pro breaking fear is paramount when it comes to prophesying because you're stepping out and you're taking risks and and this is very very powerful um, a very very powerful thing in prophecy and what we do at the school of supernatural ministry is that we love to celebrate when people take risks. So it doesn't matter if people get it right or wrong. We are just as happy for them because they broke fear. Um, and it doesn't matter whether they broke fear or whether they heard and interpreted correctly. Both are victories in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is celebrating every time we take a risk. So that's why we celebrate with, with people too. And I, I really think that we as a church, this should be a, a experimental place where we should have such grace, such love. If people prophesy over us and they get it wrong or they're trying, we should always encourage each other and say, well done. You know, maybe someone prophesies over you in the church, you say, and they got it wrong. Okay, you don't say, no, that's not right. <laughs> okay, you, what you say is, you say, 
Hey, thank you so much for trying. Really appreciate the fact that you would step out and take a risk to love me. Well done. You know, and you could let them know, look, I don't, I don't know if that sat right with me, and you can give them some feedback, but at the same time, we need to encourage each other and love each other and help each other on the journey. Because in the church is where we should develop our prophetic gift so that when we go into the marketplace, into our community, into our neighborhoods, in the schools, in our businesses, and we are starting to, to release the kingdom of heaven to the people who don't know God yet, that's when we can start working and seeing more powerful prophetic gifts flow. Okay, so now the last thing is to love yourself. Okay, we need to learn to love ourselves. You know, sometimes we are the, sometimes we are more harsh on ourselves than anyone else. You know, we need to learn to to just be so okay if we get it wrong. Or sometimes we are so harsh on ourselves if we don't obey God. Sometimes, sometimes God tells us to do something and we don't do it. And then we're walking around so depressed because we didn't listen to what, we didn't do what God said. Okay? But God is so much more merciful and graceful and loving. You've got to understand that, that God sees us as children. And that's how we need to see ourselves. We need to see ourselves as little children. And our beautiful daddy, he's not going to get the whip out and say, you naughty child. You know, he doesn't do that. He's a loving God. He's a kind father. And he will only, only always love you and he will give you another chance. He will always give you another chance. He always wants to help you and to, to, to teach you and to grow you and to love you. Now, last thing of all is we need to practice the gifts. We've got to practice. We've got to practice, practice, practice every day. One of the things that we say at our school is use it or lose it. Okay? It's like the gifts are activated through faith, right? So therefore, faith is a muscle. And if we don't use this muscle, okay, if we don't use the gifts of the Spirit, if we're not flowing in the gifts of the Spirit, practicing and taking risks and just, you know, praying in the Spirit, you know, praying in the Spirit is a, is a, is a gift of the Spirit. How often are we praying in the Spirit? How often are we praying in tongues? You know, that's just one way that we can start flowing in the gifts more and more. But um, we need to we need to use it, okay? Because it's so important for us to continue to use what God has given us to be good stewards of the things that God has entrusted us with. Now, Hebrews five fourteen, it says, "But solid food is for the mature." who by constant use have their senses trained to distinguish good from evil. So we want to walk in the fullness of heaven, right? We want to see more miracle signs and wonders, right? Right? Doesn't sound like it, right? Yeah, that's right. We want to see, we want to have strong meat, right? Okay, we want to have more revelation. We want to see more power and love flow 
so that this world can be saved. They can be healed. They can be delivered. They can be set free. They can be blessed in every way. So we need to constantly use our spiritual senses and have them trained. We need to train our spiritual spiritual senses, our seeing, our hearing, our feeling, our perceiving, our sensing, our tasting, our smelling. Do you know that you can smell and taste in the spiritual realm too? You know, God has given us all kinds of spiritual senses, but we need to practice, practice, practice. Okay? So, what we're going to do now is, as we love to do in the school, is to actually get you guys activated. So, this is the fun part of our session. So, you've heard me talk enough. Now it's time for you to do. All right.